Hello, everybody. This is David opposing the Matrix. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well myself. Thank you. If you asked that question, um, tonight we're going to talk about some things that are kind of hard to talk about. Really are because I was brought up to love the United States of America. I was brought up to sing the national anthem to put my heart across my chest as I pledged allegiance to the flag. And I still do those things. Um, however, I pledge allegiance to Yahweh. Um, he's the only one that returns the pledge um, with some uh, bread upon the water, so to speak. Uh, the other one, it just goes away hollow. Um, and that might sound a little harsh to some people, but it is the truth if you think about it. And um, I've watched for many years as this country has gone down the drain, as the liberals and the, and the freaks have taken it over. And uh, and turned it into the mockery of the world. Then the Western Europe has followed the same suit, and Eastern Europe's going down the drain too now. So, um, in the so-called Christian-speaking world, um, things are just going down the drain. And thank God the believers are still here, because if we weren't, it'd be a lot worse. <laughs> so if you're not a believer in Yeshua, uh, well. And you're not after things are after we're taken out of here, then you're going to find out what I was talking about. So, um, anyway, tonight we're going to talk about uh, three things at least. Um, Putin last week uh, had a, uh, a very rabid speech where he really placed an indictment against the West, especially the United States, and and said that uh, we live in a satanic society, which. How do you argue with that? You know, it's very difficult to argue with that. Um, and and we'll, we'll examine that and why why I say that, okay? Then we're going to look at uh, is judge, God's judgment on America. I don't know if you know this, but every time, yes, every time that the United States works with the Israel or works with other powers to divide the land that, that Yahweh gave to Israel, um, every time we do that, um, that dog just walked by with that diaper on. If you saw that, that's what that was. Um, but every time that we do that, it seems that uh, we have some kind of natural disaster that strikes this land. And it's uncanny. It really is. And it's not an imaginary thing, and it's not just a coincidence. Uh, once a coincidence, twice uh, it's a Maybe maybe a reality, and three times it's definitely something to be looked into and corrected if it can be corrected. Um, so we're going to look at an article at that, and uh, there's another article I want to look at that uh, where the the people um, that this is a news source I go to many times, and the the uh, guy that's writing the article uh, says that. Um, the cabal has to come down, the deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call it. But that after that happens, a more wonderful society is going to happen. Um, it's going to be heaven on earth. And <laughs> if you've read any scripture whatsoever, you know that's not going to happen. And I want to talk about the possibility of maybe him getting rid of the, or whoever is going to run that society afterwards, getting rid of the cabal, looking like a hero, and um, after the cabal has really 
inflicted a lot of damage on on the world and um and coming to get rid of the cabal and look like a hero at that time uh so I want to look at that because that's a sucker punch in in the streets street sense um you know the, somebody comes up to you hey I'm gonna fix everything and then they they punch you in the face you know and um they totally take you by surprise and make you think everything's gonna be ha- happy and good again. And unfortunately, we've uh, we've been brought up in a fairy tale society where we think that that's, that's going to happen. That that in fact is going to happen. That uh, the good guy always wins in the end, and uh, and all that good stuff. And um, it's not necessarily the way it happens. Okay, folks. Um, anyway, so without further ado, what what, what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to start this uh, this article up, and I. I like it when you read with me, and I think Ralph has a really good idea when we do shows with Ralph because he holds up paperwork there for me to read, and when I read it, I know you're reading it because I do that when when there's subtitles and stuff on TV. And uh, so it it helps you to learn. When you hear it, you you see it at the same time. You retain, I think, was it 60 to 70% of what you see and hear. So... Anyway, uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and start this up. And I've already set it up to where you should be able to hear my voice. And there's no audio on, on the uh, article, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, so let me go over here. And we have an article by Natural News. Um, and I, I like Natural News. I really do. I think they have a really a lot of good stuff on here. Uh, it's a really, really good show. Uh, it's uh Ed Sullivan would have said. Um, and if you get a chance, you go to um, the HRR reports. And I'm going to scroll down here. Oh, 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 you'll see what I'm talking about. This um, Steve Quayle is on this particular show with uh, with the host. I can't remember his name. It can't save my life. We'll look at it up on the top. But anyway, um, He's always got a half hour to 45 minutes, sometimes over an hour, um, synopsis of what happened during the week. And while I don't agree with him, when it comes to this this third article we're going to look at, uh, for the most part, he's spot on with other things. So um, that having been said, let's go up to the top. And so the name of the article is Putin Exposes the Truth About Evil, Satanic Western Leaders Who Pillage the World and Destroy Human Freedom. Uh, it was produced on Monday, or actually put online Monday, October 3rd, 2022. And Mike Adams is the name of the guy that's uh, going to do the interview. Uh, we're not going to watch that, by the way. Um, that just takes up valuable time. And I end up falling asleep when I start watching things like that. So let's look at the tags. Chaos, collapse, economy, Europe, finance, uh, market crash, nuclear war, nuclear weapons, Putin, risk. Russia, stock market, Western civilization, world war. And he always says this article <clears throat> may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author because he owns the site. He's the author. So it's, uh, pardon me, folks. I got to get a drink of the, uh, the coffee bean here. It's been a late, really long day. Um, my wife and I are converting this uh, garage into a, um, a cat, we call it a cottage, and um, it's taking a lot of sweat equity, so to speak. A lot of uh, 
sheetrocking, mudding, and taping nowadays, and man, that stuff will wear you out pretty quick. But um, we're doing it, and when we get done, we'll have something to really brag about because we're, uh, aside from our son-in-law who's been helping us a lot, we're doing it ourselves. So, um, and we did have help from a contractor for a while though, but he got a little too expensive. So, um, not his fault. Just that we, if we can do it yourself and not pay the money, that's even better. Okay. All right, let's read this article. In a fiery speech that sets the tone of Russia's stance against the West's empire of lies, the Russian president Vladimir Putin exposed the truth about the evil satanic leaders of Western nations who pillage the world and cause untold human suffering while mutilating children and silencing truth. See, folks, you got to realize that uh, Putin and Trump and uh, I think the president of uh, of uh, China, too, were we're going to work in cahoots with getting rid of all this child uh, slavery and this child trafficking and everything. And uh, the deep state put a big um, crimp in that uh, hose, so to speak, uh, when they uh, rigged the election and Trump lost. So anyway, uh, hopefully they can resume again. And Putin's doing his best, as far as I know, to keep the deep state at bay. Um until hopefully 2024 when we can, or 2025, I guess, uh, January, when we can uh, put this all to rest. Okay. Western elites not only not only deny national sovereignty and international law, their hegemony has produced features of totalitarianism, despotism, and apartheid. He correctly states, pointing out that the United States, which unleashed nuclear weapons on civilian populations in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Allied forces also firebombed civilians in Dresden, Germany, during World War II, purely to achieve terror in the minds of political future rivals such as Russia. You ought to search that, folks. Look at the Dresden firestorm. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It destroyed the whole city, and, uh, and it was done on purpose. And a lot of innocent people, I should say a lot of uh, German civilians, lost their lives. Uh, in his speech, the, the article continues, and you can get a full transcript of it by clicking right here if you happen to go to this article, and we'll tell you how to do that after we get done. Uh, Putin perfectly describes the Victoria Newland-class tyrants of the U.S. State Department and their insatiable desire for total global domination at any cost. Here's what Putin said. The West is ready to cross every line to preserve the neo-colonial system which allows it to live off the world. To plunder, to plunder it, and to take, and it thanks <laughs> to plunder it thanks to the uh, domination of the dollar and technology, to collect an actual tribute from humanity, to extract its primary source of unearned prosperity, the rent paid by the hegemon. Hope I'm saying that word right. Hegemon. Okay. Um, the preservation of this annuity is their main, real, and absolutely self-serving motivation. This is why total desovereignization is their interest. This explains their aggression towards independent states, traditional values, and authentic cultures, their attempt to undermine international and integration uh, processes, new global currencies, and technological development centers they cannot control. It is critically important for them to force all countries to surrender to their sovereignty, to, to, to surrender their sovereignty to the United States. Excuse me. 
Putin understands that Ukraine is merely a proxy for a much larger war being waged by the United States in an attempt to completely destroy Russia. Uh, and the article, can, and Putin continues here, I want to underscore again their insati- insatiability, yeah, insatiability, <laughs> they're real insatiable, okay? means they can't be satiated. They, they, their hunger won't go away, okay? Um, let's see. And determination to preserve their unfettered dominance, dominance are real clauses uh, to the hybrid war that the collective West is waging against Russia. They do not want us to be free. They want us to be a colony. They do not want equal cooperation. They want to loot. They do not want to see us as free society, but as a mass of soulless slaves. He points out, Putin does, that the history of the United States has been one of exploitation, mass murder, genocide, and coercion against the world, all for the power and all for power and profit. Boy, that's hard to read, being an American, you know. Um, and he continues, Putin does, and it's worth it is worth reminding the West that it began its colonial policy back in the Middle Ages, followed by the worldwide trade slave the genocide of Indian tribes in America, the plunder of India and Africa, the wars of England and France against China, as a result which it was forced to open its ports to the opium trade. It's talking about China. Um, what they did was to get entire nations hooked on drugs and purposely exterminated entire ethnic groups for the sake of grabbing land and resources, hunting people like animals. This is contrary to human nature, truth, freedom, and justice. Isn't this weird coming from the leader of the once Soviet Union? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's its almost like Putin's more, well, he is more righteous, I guess, in certain terms than, than Biden is. Biden is, uh, he's got his foot on his, the, anti-soap, the anti-Christ soap, so to speak. Um, as millions of Americans face censorship, the article continues, for holding conservative or Christian views, while Trump supporters rot in D.C. jails for, da- daring to, for daring to peacefully protest a rigged election, it's become increasingly more obvious to more and more people that the criminal cartel occupying, currently occupying Washington, D.C. is lawless, cruel, and criminally insane gang of, pa- of power-hungry lunatics who will stop at nothing to, stop, to stay in power. Yeah, that's why you have congressmen and senators that have been in there for 30 and 40 years, right? Um, look at the weaponization of the DOJ against the American people and the transformation of the FBI into Joe Biden's political intimidation squad. That's why Putin's words ring true with the vast majority majority of Americans. Okay, Putin continues, Western countries have been saying for centuries that they bring freedom and democracy to other nations. Nothing could be further from the truth. Instead, they are bringing democracy they suppressed and exploited Instead of giving freedom, they enslaved and oppressed. The um, unipolar world is inherently anti-democratic and unfree. Um, It is false and hypocritical through and through. And back to the article. Note that uh, when Western leaders claim to be promoting democracy, they actually mean rigged elections and one-world government. This uh, mini title here, when Biden speaks, it's nothing but lies. When Putin speaks, it's the truth. Okay. Like I said, I can't believe I'm reading this. I, 50 years ago, if I, 
would have thought that I'd been reading this. I'd wonder if I came under the hypnosis of some Soviet uh, entity, you know? More coffee, folks. Hold on a sec. Okay. Continue with the article. Putin truly understands how evil the illegitimate leaders of America have become. The American people share this view, by the way, which is why people never elected Joe Biden. The 2020 election was, of course, shared, uh, stolen and rigged, uh, About are about to vote Democrats out of power if we make it into, a, into the midterm elections. There's some folks that are saying that um, there aren't going to be any elections in November, folks, but we will see, okay? We'll see. As Putin says, American leaders are in, uh, engaged in pure Satanism, including their mutilations of children, that is in transgenderism and grooming, uh, tolerance of human trafficking in the way of open borders, attacks on Christians and conservatives, the building and unleashing of uh, vaccine bioweapons and other heinous crimes against humanity, as Putin, as Putin explains it this way. Um, he says, let me repeat that the dictatorship of the Western elites target all societies, including the citizens of Western countries themselves. This is a challenge to all, this complete renunciation of what it means to be human, to overthrow faith and traditional values and the suppression of freedom are coming to resemble a religion of reverse, pure Satanism. Uh, exposing these, uh, exposing false messiahs, uh, Jesus Christ, this is Putin speaking, okay? Exposing false messiahs, Jesus Christ said in the Sermon on the Mount, by their fruits you shall know them. These poisonous fruits are already obvious to people, and not only our country, but also in all the countries, including many of the people in the West itself. It's, the article continues, this is a key biblical vote, by their fruits you shall know them. What are the fruits of satanic U.S. regime? Insane transgenderism, child mutilation, abortion, murder, uh, abortion murder, uh, fake uh, fiat currency, money printing, censorship, bioweapons, genocide, propaganda, lies, depopulation, and more. At this point, it is increasingly obvious that the U.S. regime in power is arguably more evil than the China's communist regime, North Korea's totalitarian regime, and even Stalin's reign of power during the Soviet era. Boy, that's an indictment. And then there's a little caption here, pure Satanism on display in the illegitimate criminal Biden regime. And it's got, uh, I don't know, it's, I don't know who, what, this really sickens me to look at this, but there's some transgender person. I, I think it's the, uh, it's uh, not Inspector General, um, Dr. General, whatever that is, um, and the, and the press secretary, and they're holding the transgender bisexual flag, you know, the rainbow flag. And this is a guy <laughs> that wants to be a woman. And fairly easy to tell, but uh, he. I don't know. Um, okay, let's continue your little uh, mini title. Uh, Russia will not back down because they will never surrender to satanic evil. Americans who bother to read who bother to read Putin's speech will be struck by how much truth it contains, in sharp contrast with the endless stream of vicious lies coming from the White House, the U.S. State Department, and the corporate media. That's part of that sentence. Sorry. Um, the U.S. has become an empire of lies, 
or what Russia's uh, Medvedev uh, described as Antichrist civilization, a kind of satanic cult of death, destruction, and deception. We the people see this with great clarity. Um, it is 100% true. Americans, America's occupying leaders and cultural institutions, universities, public schools, entertainment, news media, corporations, and more have all been overrun by Luciferians, pedophiles, and Satan worshipers. They are aligned with evil, pure evil, and they seek total domination over the world by any means necessary, including deception, censorship, bioweapons, weather weapons, false flag attacks, financial terrorism, psychological terrorism and, from the media, and genocidal depopulation and more. Uh, Russia sees this, and this is why Russia will not back down from the global war, this global war. Um, because Russia and Putin realize that they are fighting against pure Satanism and Luciferian demons, they know that victory against evil is the only path for the survival of Russian civilization and the future of human civilization itself. There's a picture of a drag queen. Um, it says, Drag Queen Storytime, LGBT, Demonic Indoctrination of Children, all celebra celebrated by leftists in the media. If you agree, if you disagree, you will be labeled as a hater and offender. Sorry, folks. Sometimes this leaves me speechless. Um, as I point out in today's podcast, Chinese civilization, Persian civilization, and Russian civilization are all aligned to destroy the satanic West for the simple reason that if West is allowed to live, planet Earth will be forever enslaved under the dominion of pure evil, with no sovereign nations left standing. Globalists demand one world government with total control over all humanity. Wow. <laughs> okay. This is why Putin is eventually going to take this war nuclear. I believe it's not that uh, he has any desire to deploy nuclear weapons for their own sake, but rather he realizes that the global damage caused by nuclear fallout is less devastating than the global damage to life, liberty, and humanity caused by the continued existence of Western civilization, and it is currently occupied by Luciferian forces, Humanity can never be free until globalists, cabals of criminals, lunatics, pedophiles, and Satanists are dismantled and nullified. And Putin realizes that the Russia can never be safe as long as the West maintains its ability to wage war and threat Russia's existence. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with this conclusion, that is, this is, I believe, Putin's point of view that explains his motivations. Thus, we Americans stand on the verge of nuclear annihilation. I think that's going a little too far, but who knows? Um, not because Putin wants to wage war with we the people, but rather because Putin realizes the need to destroy the satanic evil that has infested Western governments and institutions. Okay. It's got another picture that says, Here an abortion child murder advocates celebrating the blood and demonism of destroying human babies. This is celebrated by nearly all Democrats. The picture is sickening. How do you want to describe it? Sorry, folks, if you're listening, I by describing it, I'm doing it justice, and I don't want to do that. Um, Putin is, in a sense, in essence, is now 
Luke Skywalker doing battle with the Empire. Ironically, uh, Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker in the Star Wars franchise, uh, but has become a raging left-wing woke tard propagandist, is now ambassador to raise money for Ukraine, uh, the proxy nation for Darth Vader's empire that's run by Luciferians. Thus, Mark Hamill has quite literally joined the dark side, is now aligned with pedophiles, child molesters, and genocidal mass murderers. Understand that under the control of these satanic globalists, America isn't the good guys in this, conf- in this global conflict. Our evil, dishonest leaders are the Darth Vaders of planet Earth, running the empire of evil and lies, pillaging and extortion of all of the uh, all the other nations of the world, while declaring war against the um, American people through depopulation vaccines, engineered food scarcities, extreme drought caused by weather weapons, and a coming financial collapse, the Great Reset, that's right around the corner. Bottom line, if we the people don't take America back from the Luciferians, Russia will likely destroy America with nuclear weapons, and we will all die. It's a nice, nice comforting story, isn't it? <laughs> now, listen to my, okay, anyways, he's um, talking about his broadcast that talks about what we just read. Okay, so there, that takes care of that one, folks. What do you think? Um, you know, I looked up, I had to know because when, when, World leaders start quoting scripture. You got to know where they're coming from or who they really are. Um, we've been duped before, folks, with Jimmy Jimmy Carter, who claimed to be a Christian. Thus, all Christians voted for him. And maybe that was uh, godly ordained. Who knows? But um, I, I did. It was the first time I was able to vote, and I voted for that Schlemiel. Um And then uh, George W. Bush. Uh, <laughs> I'm a Christian, you know, and he's one of the more, more wicked people that got into the White House, you know. It's, uh, I didn't vote for him, for you know, because he was a Christian. I voted for him because I thought, well, the, the Democrat was not a good guy. <laughs> he wanted to vote for anybody yet. Uh, the lesser of two evils, shall we put it. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's... Uh, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. By the way, I looked him up, and he um, supposedly, when he was a kid, his mother was a very, um, very religious person. I'm gonna, not going to say she was a Christian because, uh, you know, Christian is a relationship with the Lord. Uh, religion is trying to, trying to make amends and reaching the Lord and making the Lord happy, uh, so that He'll accept you. Um, and he was a member of the, uh, or is a member of the uh, Russian Orthodox Church, and uh, during. Um, Communism, the Russian Orthodox Church was basically the, the state-sponsored Russian Church, um, uh, as about as far from holy as you can think. But anyway, uh, it had a form of godliness, but denied the power thereof, which Scripture talks about some churches having that um, that aspect or people too. And um, so he he did have a, a formal religious upbringing um, in the Russian Orthodox Church. So he didn't he does know about God. I don't know if he knows God, but um, when he uh, starts um, quoting Matthew, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it makes you wonder. And uh, I just hope that he doesn't do that to, to excuse himself from the things he wants to do, but who knows? But uh, so he does, he has had exposure to scripture. Um, he has had exposure to um, religiosity, so to speak. 
So, uh, and you know, on the flip side, he was um, he was in the KGB doing their bidding. So, uh, did he do that just because he uh, this was a time of backsliding for him, and or did he do it because uh, he wanted to put food in his mouth and he wanted to eat? You know, it's uh, it's hard to tell. I'm not making any excuses for him, of course, but uh, nor am I a, um, a Russian. Um, apologist but um right now when when your enemy or your historic enemy has more um morals and values than uh than your own president and government does it's uh it's very interesting to say the least okay so i need to get out of this and make sure i'm still here yeah I'm, how you doing <laughs> okay now let's go into this next one it talks about his god's judgment on america okay and I think that if every one of you listening to this, that if you really sit down and take it to heart, you're going to answer yes to that question. Okay. Not as full judgment, but he's kind of given us a taste of uh, what things are going to be like if things do not turn around. And frankly, I don't think things are going to turn around, but that's just me. Okay. All right. So God's judgment on America are punishing record-breaking disasters in America from God. Well, let's see. This man says, I'm about to warn America that God is rendering serious but punishing judgment disasters against America for our ever-increasing sin. Uh, he is now warning America that ever with ever more powerful catastrophic disasters, for us kicking him out of our families, our schools, our governments, and our churches. Yes, our liberal, watered-down American Christian churches that don't teach obeying his laws anymore. God is punishing America with disasters and recorded uh, record-breaking judgment from all of the horrible sins that have been become so commonplace and accepted as normal these days. The time is very short. It's time to repent and ask God's protection while we still can. Here's the guy, Alexander, excuse me, Alex, Alexis, excuse me, D. Tocqueville. He wrote back in 1835, America is great because she is good. If America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Uh, from the beginning of our country up until the early 1960s, America was great because collectively our people were good, God-fearing people. In the early 1960s, all this changed. America began to lose the pride in our power lose the pride in our power as we lost one war after another. Uh, that was engineered, by the way. Um, the moral decline of America began in the 1960s as we, we the people, collectively changed from good to bad, uh, from God's people to Satan's followers without even knowing it. That is true to some degree. I don't like it when he lumps all of Americans in with this, okay? There are some good people in this country, okay? We didn't all decide to do that. But you can also use the the, um, the argument that by not speaking up loud enough, we, we allowed it to happen. So anyway, um, let's continue here. After World War II, God's blessings on America stopped as we kicked them out of our schools, our government, our society, our churches. Yes, well, I, I read that, I guess. Huh? Okay. Let me see where I left off. Uh, okay, America is no longer great and never will be again. Okay, 
I tend to believe that too, unfortunately. I'd love to believe otherwise, but there's too much evidence the other way around. Um, the drug people in America are no longer collectively good by God's good standards, which is why his, punishing is, his punishment is increasing. Yet they have been um, deceived to believe that they're just fine if they only love Jesus. Uh, love for Jesus without obedience is not enough, according to what the Bible actually says. Now, this guy's getting into some stuff that could be controversial, okay? Um, yes, we're, we're, we're under grace and everything like that, but to obey is better than sacrifice, the Scripture says. And um, Grace is wonderful, but we do have to obey, <laughs> okay? Um, it's it's kind of a very difficult subject of some people to understand, but um, but it is is right accordingly. Um, they declare, uh, oh excuse, the decline will continue, and punishing warnings, disasters of God's judgment will continue, and we will no longer recover from them. Punishment, punishing judgment is already upon the world under sins disobe- of disobedience. Uh, punishing judgments are now coming to America for us not allowing Jesus to be active in our lives in America. Okay. Okay, let's see. I'm going to skip down here a little bit. Okay, even after all the disasters and catastrophes we have seen, most of us have been hard, have hardened our hearts and simply will not consider the obvious, uh, the obvious and obey God's will. Uh, how how can Christians who have read the Bible, who know the history of God's people, and who know what our Creator does every time when His people when people He has blessed turn away from Him and disobey Him, um, still not consider God's will in what they are seeing in America today? Is God punishing America? You bet He is. Disasters on God's judgment or God's judgment warnings. How many more um, unprecedented judgments, uh, unprecedented punishing disasters? This guy's got really good writing, and it's putting a lot of big words together. How many more unprecedented punishing judgment disasters like hurricanes will hit the U.S. before a really big one hits and kills thousands? Um, how many more? Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, like. Well, maybe the thousands. How many more catastrophic punishing disasters like wildfires will we need to see before major cities burn burn to the ground? Uh, how many more punishing disasters like uh, earthquakes will we need to warn us before the record-breaking big one hits? How much more punishing disasters like pestilence and disease will take it uh, will take it to wake people up? Just look at these disease statistics in the last 16 years. COVID-19 exploded like no other pestilence in history. Okay. 2004, 8,000 died from SARS epidemic. Uh, 2008, 4,290 people died from cholera outbreak. Where? I just wonder where. Um, 2009, 575,400 people from the swine flu. Boy, do I remember that. Um, 2012, 122,000 died from the measles. 2016, 11,300 died from the Ebola virus epidemic. Now, that's in Africa. 
if this is talking worldwide, yes, I can believe that. And since it's talking about cholera, I, I have to assume that it's talking worldwide also. So, um, 2017, 10,075 died from a cholera outbreak in 2022. Over 6,300,000 people have died from the coronavirus pandemic worldwide, and the number is increasing daily. And let me throw in there that people are still dying in droves from taking the vaccine. Okay. Folks, if you're ever going to make a website and you're going to use a black background, don't use yellow as the color to write things. It just messes with people's eyes. By the way, I should give, I should tell you where I'm getting this from, huh? This is uh, God's, or excuse me, Nick's that. This is judgmentonamerica.com. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's, okay. Most common and accept most common and accepted sins in America today. These are just some of the reasons for God's punishing judgments on America. All right, are you ready? Now this is kind of going to kind of back up what Vladimir Putin said. Okay. Abortion in God's eyes is murder. In 2014, as reported. 928,240 abortions took place in the United States. From 1973 to 2011, nearly 53 million legal abortions occurred in our country. You want to know why no money's going into the tax system? Well, 53 million potential taxpayers were murdered. And that just brings it up in a um, monetary way. Um, lawfully, it's murder, too. <laughs> you know, it's... It's, it's unspeakable. It really is. Okay, another one. Homosexuality and gay marriage. Uh, scripture says homosexuality is a sin. A uh, record number of Americans identify as LGBT. About 10 million or 4.6% of the U.S. population. A new poll shows a rise of, in 1.75 million people since 2012. Public support for same-sex marriage has grown rapidly over the past decade. Uh, today, more Americans support 60, support, which is 62%, than oppose, which is 32%, allowing gays and lesbians to marry legally. There are 603,243 total number of gay couples in the United States. You know, I've heard it, folks, and I've even used this, and I really feel bad about this now, but, you know, as long as they're not bothering anybody, why say anything, you know? And I could see that in, in a way, but at the same time, it's it's like it's like leaven. The Bible says that uh, sin is like leaven, and um, yeah, sure, you can try to keep leaven in one household, but it always seems that you open up a door, you open up a window, it seems to get out, and then it goes to other places, and it starts infecting other people. Okay. So, yes, what people do in their own house is their own business, okay? I agree with that. But it's all according to what that deed is that they're doing in their house. I mean, if it's prayer and other people hear prayer, then they start praying, hey, hallelujah, boy, howdy, go for it, you know? Um, but if it's sin, it shouldn't be done because it always – sin is never satiated. It's insatiable, like we were reading before. That's the word, insatiable. Um, it always needs more. It always needs more and more and more and more and – you notice that people that are involved in perversion, they start out with small perversions, then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, 
and it jumps from having sex with um, with the opposite sex, and then it goes into having sex with kids, and then it goes into having sex with animals, and oh my goodness, it's it's ridiculous. So yeah, it's sin is sin, and it it just takes over. So uh, while it's okay to do it in your house, what you want to do at the same time, um, does it really? do any good to the neighbors or society in general. No, it doesn't. Okay. Pornography. Jesus or Yeshua hates pornography. 40, 40 million people are regular visitors to porn sites. Can you believe that? 40 million people are into that crap. About 200,000 are porn addicts. 47% of families in the United States report that pornography is a problem in their home. 56 percent of divorce cases involve one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic sites. Folks, you got to realize one thing in that we're spiritual beings as well as we are spirit, physical beings, okay? And when we do things, we set up um, ties with things, okay? Um, so when a guy is watching pornography or a woman is and they're watching the opposite sex or God forbid their own sex, um, they're actually establishing what's called a, a spirit bond, spiritual bond with those the people that are in that video or, or whatever they're watching. Um, and one of the effects is it had, that it has is it makes, I, and men especially, it makes them want more from their spouse than their spouse is willing to, to accommodate, and rightfully so. Okay? Um because it introduces perversion into a into a relationship, and then they start seeing the the face of the person that they they imagined having relationships that they saw online, and when their spouse cannot fulfill what they need, then it's no good anymore. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's one one thing. And plus, it's it's a known fact that. That especially with men, and probably with women also, that when they're hooked on this stuff, that they lose interest in their partner. Okay, and that's that's terrible. It really is. It just breaks breaks apart the the family and marital union that's established when people get married. And um, man, I can't tell you that the the this crap that pornography introduces into a, a relationship. It's just and it ends relationships a lot too. So I don't know. You want to know why divorce rates up to fifty percent? I'll bet you about forty percent of the fifty percent is pornography. Okay, another sip of coffee. I start to get cold. Okay, another uh, misdeed: drug and alcohol abuse. Scripture condemns substance abuse. Nearly 21 million citizens aged 12 and older have had substance use problems in 2015. Three out of uh, four people, or about 100 or 15.7 million people, had a substance uh, use disorder related to alcohol. In 2015, 26.9% of people ages 18 and older reported they engaged in binge drinking in the past month. An estimated 
88,000 people, approximately 62,000 men and 28,000 women die from alcohol-related causes annually. An estimated 830,000 people in the U.S. used heroin in 2015. Opioid abuse is epidemic. Okay, another one. Lying, cheating, and dishonesty. Yeah, I know I'm going to sound like a choir boy when I'm talking about this, but it's it's really important, these things, lying and cheating and dishonesty. You know, lying is, (laughs) uh, I don't know. Let's read this and see. Yeshua hates lying, yet the U.S. Hold on a second, folks. I got to. My eyes are getting a little dry here. Okay. Oh, that's much better. Um, let's see. Yeshua hates lying in the West USA ranks as the eighth most dishonest country in the world. 96% of us admit to lying. Our society is drowning in lies. Uh, we've seen higher levels of cheating in different spheres of society, and people are exposed to more dishonesty around them every year. 74 percent of high school students admitted to cheating on an exam at least once in the past. 27 percent of our citizens admitted lying to lying on the job. All politicians lie. Um, some lie more than others. And you've heard of trickle-down, right? There was trickle-down economy and stuff like that. Well, wickedness is trickle-down, too. Um, when people see that their leaders are, are scum, then they it, there's a basic instinct in people to sin. And so when they see that their leaders are doing it, then they'll do it. And, and folks, how many of you voted for a, any official that promised you something and then reneged on it? How did you feel? You felt really cheated, didn't you? You felt like, um, like your trust had been betrayed. Well, with the way you feel and the way I feel about politicians too, is no different from when you lie to your friend, when you lie to your spouse, when you lie to anybody else. Once they find out, they're devastated, okay? Then there's an element of trust that disappears, okay? And I don't know. I, I want to maintain that trust in my relationship with my wife, and that's, I don't know. It's just I can't explain how, while it seems like a, a little thing on a sin spectrum, it's really gigantic, and it leads to so many other things. You know, how many – How many? we like to watch these um, unsolved mysteries and stuff like that. And believe it or not, a, a, a great portion of them have to do with a, a guy that cheated on his wife or a wife that cheated on her husband or, you know, lying was involved in some part of it almost every time. Okay, and so lying can result in murder. Uh, lying – uh, can result in mistrust. It's, I don't know. I don't know about you, but when people lie to me, I don't trust them anymore. You know, I mean, I love them and everything else, but once, you know, if I have to trust them in a matter of life and death, and, you know, I, I think twice, actually, to tell you the truth. So anyway, um, so let's see the next one, fornication. Ooh, the big fornication. Uh, scripture says sex outside of marriage, whether premarital or extramarital, is fornication. Can't have it both ways, folks. That's what it is. Um, almost all Americans have sex before marrying. Uh, 
Data indicate that by the age of 20, 77% of teens had premarital sex. It continues throughout their lives. 25% of men and 14% of women sexually cheat on their spouse. Some research claims that between 20 and 60% of couples commit adultery in their lifetime. Um, Older couples are cheating on their spouses with 20% of married people over the age of 55 reporting they're engaged in extramarital sex. Good golly. You know, there's a scripture that says there's a time and purpose for everything under heaven. And when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe even in your 50s, things are hot and heavy, you know. But as you get older, things slow down. But some people don't want to accept that, I guess. Okay. And I don't mean to not rail against this, but fornication is really associated with lying, cheating, and dishonesty and pornography and, in some cases, homosexuality. So as we've been going down, you know, it's it's um, it's just multiplying here. Um, divorce. Yahweh hates divorce. He even says in Scripture, I hate divorce. Uh, the Bible said it's a sin to marry a divorced person, one with serious, without, with, with one serious, Exception. I'm going to go into that because I don't necessarily believe this. Yet, 40 to 50 percent of married couples in America divorce. Um, okay, let's let's take a break here and talk about this. The one serious exception they're talking about is when the spouse has been unfaithful. Okay, and Scripture seems to suggest that. But let's look at the word unfaithful. What is unfaithful? Do you think that if a husband has problems with pornography, that's unfaithfulness? Yes, it is. Big time unfaithfulness because Jesus said, Yeshua said, that if you look at a woman to lust after her, you've already cheated with her in your heart. Okay? You've already fornicated with her in your heart is what he was saying. You've already committed adultery with, with her in your heart. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, not loving your spouse is... Um, in my my case, you know, it's it's terms for divorce. And what do I mean by that? You know, well, losing interest. You know, it's um, you, we all take vows when we get married. And the last part of that vow, well, in the traditional vow, is um, till death do us part. Okay. Now, what part about that don't people get? You know, um, if you're living with somebody and you've fallen out of love with them or something, that is something that can be reignited, okay? It can. It really can. And to just give up and and and, and part from that person because, oh, there's no hope. Well, who are you trusting? You're trusting Yahweh because with Yahweh there is hope, okay? And it, it's ludicrous to think that there's no hope because there are tons and tons of uh, tons is a bad way to put it. Probably millions of couples have lost love and then regained it again. Okay? That spark has gone out, but then all of a sudden it lights up again and it burns like a fire, a big bonfire, you know? So, yeah, that's <laughs> falling out of love. I, I don't, you know, I don't I don't understand that, and I don't want to. Um, but hey, you hit your wife or you hit your husband, well... <laughs> You're one flesh, and you're really attacking yourself, okay? Plus, you're 
you again, you've promised to love, honor, and obey, or love and honor, or whatever you promised with this person for the rest of your life. You know, why hit them? Why you and not just hitting, but words. Words hurt more than hitting sometimes. You know, to take somebody and to, to make them feel less or more and more inferior, less and less human by ridiculing them all the time, that sucks. It really does. So there are tons of ways um, to add to that one serious exception, okay? There are many, many ways where you, you can be unfaithful to your spouse. And it's not just sleeping with another person, although that's the big enchilada, so to speak. But uh, let me finish this coffee off, and I'll start again here. I know I speak kind of harshly, but... There's stuff going on in the Christian world that should not be going on in a Christian community. And, uh, okay, I never finished this here. Among those 65 and older, the divorce rate has roughly tripled since 1990. If you're 24 or younger, you're twice as likely to get divorced. 60% of all marriages for couples between the ages of 20 and 25 will end up in divorce. Millions of Christians divorce and remarry contrary to God's word. Okay, well, again... Consider what I've said. Um, they come up with all kinds of justifications and rationalizations to get around what the Bible says, but they're only fooling themselves. Sadly, many of these so-called Christian churches do not preach against divorce. They not only allow it, but celebrate the adulterous remarriage with ceremonies in their churches, asking Yeshua to bless them, bless what, what he hates. And again, consider what I said earlier. <laughs> and let's see. What are the churches thinking? What are good Christians thinking? God means what he says. It's time to wake up and turn back to God. Okay? And that's for all these things, not just divorce. Uh, violence and crime. Murder is a violation of God's fifth commandment. Stealing violates uh, around, violates the eighth commandment. Hate and anger is a violation of God's law. According to FBI, the FBI, excuse me, there were an estimated 1,197,704 violent crimes committed in the United States last year, and I don't remember when this was, I never saw when this was written, so take that at uh, face value there. Um, let's see, violent crimes last year. Violent crime rose. In 2016, for the second straight year, violent crimes such as shootings and robberies rose 4.1% in 2016 from the year before, with homicides climbing to 8.6%. Um, some 13,286 people were killed in the United States by firearms in 2015, and 26,819 people were injured. Um there were an estimated 327,374 robberies nationwide. Uh, property crimes resulted in a loss of estimated uh, $14.3 billion. Around 2.3 million people are raped or physically assaulted each year by a current or former intimate partner or spouse. 38,028,000 women have experienced Physical intimate partner violence in their lifetimes. My God. 38 million. <sighs> That's sobering. 
Um, by the way, with the firearms thing, you know, he fails to mention how many people were saved by firearms last during those years. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, breaking the fourth commandment. Millions of Christians break the fourth commandment every Sunday. Okay. All right. Before we go into this one, <laughs> um, we're messianic here. So we believe that uh, Saturday is a day of rest, just as God talked about in the um, in uh, in the Torah, in uh, Genesis, or excuse me, Exodus, and Leviticus and Numbers. Um, so it's clear that Yahweh wants us to rest on Saturday. Doesn't mean we can't celebrate Him on Sunday, um, but He really calls Saturday the Sabbath. Okay. All right. Now this guy's going to get down and dirty with this, so I'm just reading his words. Okay, and then we can talk about it afterwards. Millions of Christians break the fourth commandment every Sunday by resting on the first day of the week instead of the seventh day as God ordained, as God clearly commanded and Yeshua himself kept. Surprised? It's perfectly fine to worship on Sunday in observances of the resurrection. Uh, you are free uh, you are free in Christ to do so. But nowhere in the Bible does God or Yeshua, huh, there's that saying Yeshua is not God. That's interesting. Um, give any man or any church the authority to specifically change his immediate, his immutable, excuse me, uh, never changing royal law to rest from our labors on the seventh day. Saturday. Yeshua said he and his father are one. That means that they they think alike. Uh, they have only one set of Ten Commandments, not one for the Jews and one for the Christians. How absurd for the Christian church to teach teach two sets of Ten Commandments. If you've been deceived into believing Sunday worship fulfills the Fourth Commandment, you're in serious danger of hellfire. Uh, take that with a grain of salt, Okay. Uh, this alone is a big reason for God punishing judgment on America. Visit the site below to learn. Oh, here we go. Let's learn all about the Sabbath. And uh, frankly, I believe we should be having fellowship on Saturday or Friday night because Saturday really starts on Friday night at sundown. But I'm not going to ding people for not doing it. And there is a scripture that says one man considers one day holy, another man considers another day. So um, even Paul was kind of loose on that. So, um, And he spoke for Yahweh. So take that as a uh, – take that as, a, as you will. Okay, the next part I'm going to read again, and I, I kind of believe with, except for the judgment parts that this guy likes to throw around um, – so here we go. <laughs> um, don't throw bricks at my house, okay? <clears throat> celebrating Christmas. What? Surely this is a mistake. How can celebrating the birth of Jesus be reason for God's punishing judgment or on America? Why? Because God hates, says he hates, our man-made, corrupt, self-centered, pagan, custom-filled holidays. Fest, uh, festivals and observances. Okay. The Bible is a Christian's authority and source of knowledge of God's will. 
Where in the Bible does God command, suggest, or authorize in any way any religious observance, holiday, holy day, or festive other than the ones he gave in Leviticus 23 and said were his special days? It isn't there. Those days are God's holiest days and festivals, and he actually claimed at his special Sabbath to be kept uh, by his people, who are God's people. For thousands of years, it was Israel, and it still is. Uh, that's my little quote there. But since Jesus came, Christians, see? Okay, writing the Jews off. Maybe not, maybe not uh, purposefully, but just did. Um, his disciples, God's chosen ones through Jesus, are his special people. Uh, did you know that? <laughs> do you want to know the truth? Do you want to? Do you want to prove what you believe, one way or the other? Do you want to obey God's will and be part of the solution rather than part of the reason God's judgment is coming to America? Okay, you can tell, folks. I didn't read this before I put it on here, but. I, I don't agree with celebrating Christmas per se, but um, I don't ding people for it. You know, um, who am I to tell people they're sinners? I've got enough problems of my own. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, we, we celebrate Hanukkah here like Yeshua did this time of year or that time of year. And um, on, on what Christians call Easter, we celebrate uh, Passover um, with the with the um, clear intent that uh, he is our Passover lamb and that he died for us and rose again on the third day and gave us the resurrection as, as a result. So uh, anyway, so there you go. That's why God is judging America. Not necessarily the last two, but uh, they could have, they could play a factor in it. Okay. All right. So let's get rid of that. Boy, when you bring up Christmas and stuff like that, it just um, it sends people into a uh, a firestorm of <laughs> of yelling and screaming and everything. And I can understand why that would happen, but at the same time, you know, everybody's got a right to their opinion. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> no matter if you think you're right or wrong, you should listen to other opinions. Um, not necessarily agree with them, but at least listen to them, for goodness sakes. Okay, so we're going to go into our last thing. And this one is kind of the crux of, uh, wow, we've been on an hour already. Um, this is kind of a crux or a culmination of everything we've talked about thus far. Okay. <clears throat> and let's go to the article, and I'm going to start out with a preface, and then we can uh, we can go from there. Okay, so there it is. Okay, do not fear the collapse, for it's necessary to dismantle this evil cabal and give humanity a path to freedom. Now, that sounds really nice, doesn't it? Well, let me, let me give credits here. Uh, credit, uh, it's posted Monday, October 10, 2022 by Mike Adams. And I like you, Mike, I really do, but I got a feeling that this dismantling is going to lead to something worse, not something better, okay? And I want to explain to the people why. Okay, the tags here are central banks, civilization, collapse, currency, 
depopulation, famine, finance, freedom, globalism, humanity, liberty, rebirth, risk, and tyranny. Okay. There is the title again. Do not fear the collapse, for it is necessary to dismantle the evil cabal and give humanity a path to freedom. And as you read this, um, as I read this, consider what a sucker punch is. Okay. For those of you who don't know what it is, and, and just keep this on your mind as we as I read this, okay, because I think it's very important to, to think about the sucker punch. Okay. A sucker punch is when somebody comes up to you acting kind of like a friend, and then they take a shot at you. A lot of times, take knocking you off your feet. Um, and the explain, uh, displaying their anger thus. And uh, so that's what a sucker punch is, okay? So let's let's continue here, okay? Because I didn't realize we've been on an hour already. Um, as engineered global collapse is underway right now, if you're reading this, you already know the score. The coming financial collapse, engineered mass famine, vaccine bioweapons, and the possibility of nuclear war, the Great Reset agenda, and much more. There's no question. Pardon me, folks. The eyes are getting weird again. Okay. There's no question the collapse, which has already begun, will be a chaotic event, and billions of people will needlessly uh, suffer as globalists strangle world supplies of food, energy, and money. However, the aftermath of the collapse also presents humanity with an opportunity to choose a different future after this current tyrannical system is wrecked. Uh, it is a choice that humanity can find freedom and prosperity. <laughs> uh, this guy doesn't read his scripture, I'm sure. Um, and if you do, I'm sorry, Mr. Adams, but uh, you and I are disagree and have to disagree on this. Um, that's the subject of my Situation Update podcast today. See below. Uh, this dynamic also reminds us that we must prepare to survive the collapse so that we can participate in the next society uh, that rises out of the ashes and of uh, this current system. Only those with a heartbeat obviously will have a say in the structure of civilization in the post-collapse era. To survive and thrive, humanity must shift from a centralized fake civilization Fake news, fake science, fake pandemics, fake money, fake education, fake biology, fake terrorism, etc. To a decentralized society rooted in morality and, and, and reality. Um, I don't mean to chuckle, sorry. Uh, this means bringing food production to a local level where small-scale farms provide redundancy and resilience, resiliency. Uh, education must be local too instead of having children subjected to centrally plan indoctrination agendas um, pushed by groomers and pedophiles pretending to be teachers and counselors. Uh, the future of money will be found in decentralization, which gold and silver automatically achieve. There's no central bank that issues gold, for example, and the supply is limited by laws of physics and geology since it's very difficult to mine. Similarly, um, technologies also exist for decentralized financial transactions and decentralized speech where no central authority can decide to silence you because they don't like what you're saying. Humanity can never be free as long as it suffers from under centralized control. Fortunately for all of us, that centralized system is self-destructing at an astonishing pace. 
And yet, unfortunately for us, that system will cause tremendous destruction as it goes down in flames, meaning that those who fail to prepare for the fallout may not survive the transition to a post-globalism world. Definitely does not read his scripture. Okay. A little title here. PayPal announces it will steal $2,500 from your account for every instance of misinformation you commit. Then it backtracks. Over the weekend, PayPal released a new end-user agreement, which specifically declared that the company could steal $2,500 from your PayPal account for each instance of misinformation in which you were engaged. The Daily Wire first reported this, and the story went ultra-viral, evoking mass outrage from PayPal users who closed down their accounts in en masse. Uh, within a day or so, the response to these erupting to the erupting outage, PayPal reversed itself and pretended that uh, the specific language to loot $2,500 from your account was somehow a typo. By late Sunday, the Epic Times was reporting that PayPal issued a correction and backed off the deranged policy, uh, close your PayPal account now, don't wait for them to steal all your cash for some absurd new reason they invent. Um Yet we all know this is exactly why PayPal, what PayPal plans to do at your at the first opportunity where they can think they can get away with it. Even worse, we know that a pilot effort that was attempted at part as a social credit score system, where mainstream um, banks or central bank digital currencies uh, then penalize you for engaging in anything the regime considers to be misinformation. What is misinformation? Anything that's true, it turns out. There are only two genders. COVID vaccines are killing people. SARS-CoV-2 was a bioweapon. The 2020 election was rigged. Climate control is a fraud. Inflation is an 8.3 and so everything you're saying and so on. In essence, any truth might, any truth you might utter would earn you thousands of dollars of automatic fines. This is the future that's that's in store for humanity if the current system stays in place. The current system is rooted in pure evil, and we should celebrate its collapse. So pardon me, folks. I got a about an 80-pound dog here that thinks that she can get into a spot that's not meant for her. <laughs> okay. Fortunately for us, the current system is already in a state of accelerating collapse. The uh, fake fiat currency money system on its legs, last legs, uh, the credibility of the Western medical system and its fake enforcers, the CDC, FDA, HHS, and Big Pharma, has utterly collapsed. The people no longer even trust the FBI or the DOJ, both of which, uh, both of which the people seeing as being weaponized against conservatives Christians and pro-life advocates. Rather than fearing the collapse, we should welcome the change. Okay, there's the first big mistake. I mean, it's a good thing, but what comes after it might not be. Let me read it again. Rather than fearing the collapse, we should welcome the change. What awaits humanity after the dumpster fire of this current tyrannical regime finally turns into ashes is, um, is a world of far more opportunity, abundance, and wisdom and freedom. Um, does not read his scripture. Uh, imagine running a small business without 
forced lockdowns or 87,000 IRS agents stalking your account. Imagine a world where you have the right to buy firearms for self-defense without fear of being turned into a felony uh, criminal by the ATS ever-changing and maddening rules. Imagine a world where the money that you earn and save isn't losing nearly 2% per month and purchasing power due to the endless money printing by the central bank that uh, functions as a criminal cartel, empowering Satanists and criminals while funding endless wars and bioterrorism. Go that way, Zana. Okay. Imagine a world where you can speak freely on all dominant media social platforms without being... Wow. Hold on, folks. I got this thing plugged into something that's cords like very hot. Okay, that almost burned me. Um, let's see, where was I? Okay, imagine a world where you can speak freely on all dominant social media um, media platforms without being banned or deplatformed. This is a world that's coming after the collapse of this current Luciferian system. And it's a world that terrifies the tyrannical left because the only way that they can remain in power is by cheating, censoring, threatening their way to dominance. Uh, The gullible class and how leftists are destroying themselves and clearing the way for more qualified people to determine the future of human civilization. In today's podcast, which you can listen to if you come to this page, I discuss the gullible class of people and how they believe almost anything that they hear from the so-called authoritative source. The the gullible class of people believe in the following, that hurricanes never happened before the invention of the combustion engine, that children can choose to change their gender before they're ever born, that a man can get pregnant, that a dollar will always exist, and has zero risk of collapse. Excuse me. The money printing doesn't cause inflation. That government is honest on looking out for the little guy or gal. That no person ever needed a gun because the government will protect you. Yeah, tell David Koresh that and Randy Weaver. Um, That shutting off all fossil fuels and causing energy scarcity will achieve green economy. That powerful mega corporations want to help people more than they want to help uh, to generate profits. That all vaccines are safe and effective, even if there's no evidence to support such a conclusion. And finally, that prepping is stupid and only crazy people think outages may occur. As a result, the gullible class of people are, one, fully vaccinated, two, unprepared for disruptions and shortages. That means that many of them will die from vaccine injuries, famine, scarcity, social unrest, and so on. Interestingly, as these are the people who interfere with a society rooted in freedom, um, abundance, and the rule of law, their self-removal from society will help to spur the adoption of new ideas that will make the next society more decentralized, resilient, and free. He doesn't read his scripture. There are, in essence, um, speeding. they are, in essence, speeding the evolution of human freedom by removing themselves from society through vaccine suicide, starvation, and allowing themselves to be killed through violence that 
will erupt across blue cities when financial collapse accelerates. Remember, these people are anti-police and pro-criminal, and they are about to find out the consequences of such foolishness. The obvious masses, in other words, are going to see their entire reality collapse. I just released a mini-documentary that covers the exact phenomena. You can watch it here, and there's, there it is there. Meanwhile, those who live in reality will be well-positioned to rebuild society uh, with local distributed small businesses that actually produce things, products, and services, instead of merely existing to, to apply for government PVP loans without, uh, without bailout money. Um, if humanity can achieve an honest money system that's backed by gold and isn't subject to endless government uh, currency printings, we the people will achieve unlimited prosperity from being able to to keep the in, keep and invest money while we earn from our ideas and effort. Uh, simply ending the big government central bank looting agenda will uplift the economic reality of um, of every working person in the world, lifting billions out of poverty and uh, people out of poverty or. However, uh, humanity, human beings are still alive after the global vaccine. The population bioweapon runs its course. Again, do not fear the collapse. Prepare for it and welcome it, for it is the next next necessary step for humanity to bring down the global Luciferian cult that um, currently runs the world, replacing it with a pro-human, pro-God, pro-life civilization that honors or respects the liberty and pursuit of happiness Okay, folks, what do I see wrong with this? Well, I've been mumbling on and off um, during reading this that the man does not read his scripture. Um, In order for Yeshua to return, things have to get worse. As a matter of fact, in one of his, um, his teachings, he said that if he didn't, he had to make, he had to, he has to shorten time in the future toward the end, toward the very end. And he says, if time was not shortened, that no flesh would survive. That does not sound like what this guy is describing. Okay. And Yeshua said several times, things are going to get worse and worse. But do not fear, for I've overcome the world. Meaning that if we trust in him, we don't have to worry about it. Okay. Um, so what I think is going to happen is, yes, the, the cabal is going to fall. The drain is the swamp is going to be drained, and and these, a lot of people are going to be um, cap, receive capital punishment um, for their crimes against the Constitution and against um, crimes against humanity. And uh, and, the, and the cabal will fall. But what I think is going to happen is after it falls, um, while this man, Mister Adams, Mike Adams, is saying that. Uh, the people are going to dictate what's going on. Well, yes, maybe for a little while. Um, but what he's describing here is kind of reminds me of uh, anarchy. <laughs> because he's talking about, he doesn't talk about any authority to keep laws and everything else. It's just, uh, it's going to be willy-nilly. Everybody's going to be uh, going to be loving it and um you know, he didn't mention that there would be a government afterwards or anything like that, or world. But there will be a world government after this because the way he's describing it, it cannot not survive. 
because what he's not writing into the equation is that the human heart is, is desperately wicked and evil upon beyond all imagination, which is what Scripture says. And the majority of people today go with their heart. You hear it all the time. Just go with your heart, brother. Go with your heart, sister. What's your heart saying? My goodness, don't ask me that question. You don't want to know what's in my heart. I mean, and I got a heart that's been cleansed by the Lord, right? Um, and what about the people that don't have that? My goodness. But um, anyway, what I think is going to happen is that, yes, the, the cabal is going to cease to exist, but it's going to be taken over by another entity. And that other entity is going to say, okay, well, he's going to take credit for it, first of all. And then he's going to say, well, I got rid of the cabal and, and everything is going to be prosperous, but you need, you really need to follow me because I've got all the answers. And he will. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll cure diseases. He'll end famine for a while. He'll, um, he'll make it, try to make it paradise on earth, like the Garden of Eden. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to succeed. And he's going to turn into a wicked um, dictator such as the world has never seen and never will see afterwards. But uh, his name is, uh, his title is called the Antichrist. And, and he is coming, folks. He really is. And he's not, he's going to order, uh, offer a, um, he's going to offer a paradise, but he's going to, in reality, bring a, uh, a terror regime such as the world has never seen before. Okay. And so what Mike Adams is saying, I mean, unless he's advocating for the, the kingdom of the beast, yeah, if he's advocating for the kingdom of the beast, then yeah, I can see why he's saying what he's saying. But no, I'm sorry. People do not work like that. They never have and they never will. It's a nice aspiration. And if people didn't have sin and the fallen sin nature, then yes, it could succeed in a second. But that's not the case. We were all fallen. Um, all of us have sinned and gone astray. And all of our righteousness is as filthy rags, as Scripture says. You know, none does good, not one. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> we've got to remember that and not give in to some future utopia that mankind is going to institute that's going to make it so wonderful that we're not going to want the return of Yeshua HaMashiach. No, it's going to get worse after the cabal falls because it's going to be, uh, well, you'll see. <laughs> Hopefully you won't see. Hopefully I won't see. Um and my loved ones, hopefully they won't see, you know, but um, it's still, if you read things like this, folks, think twice. Look at what the opposite could be. Because mankind's been trying to achieve something like this for thousands of years. And it's not work, not once. <laughs> the communists said they were going to do it, and they never did it. You know, uh, Christianity had the best chance of creating it, but it was taken over by corrupt, corrupt people. Yes, the small Christian, the small guy, was stayed faithful to the Lord, but the the higher ups always tend to to go their own way or go the way of the Satan. Um, but um, so, yeah, don't fear the collapse because the collapse is going to be good. But what awaits afterwards? That's what you need to fear. But if you know Yeshua, you don't need to fear at all, okay? Um, those of us that know him, we're not even, as I mentioned earlier, I I think I mentioned it earlier, I don't 
I don't say the Pledge of Allegiance, not because I don't love this country, but because I, I have allegiance to a higher power. Okay. I have allegiance to the kingdom of Yahweh, the kingdom of Elohim. And that's a kingdom that's never going to end. And a kingdom that will never become corrupt. And one of these days soon, Yeshua is going to come down and take his people out of here. And then all hell's going to break loose. And, and that's how much the church is actually holding things back. The Holy Spirit through the church is holding things back. And I don't even want to think about being around when, when all hell breaks loose. Okay. And we could talk another time about when I think that's going to happen, but um, that's not necessary for what we're doing today. But um, yeah, it's um, another people that a group of people have it mixed up. It's called the NAR, the New Apostolic um, Reformation. I almost call it revolution. Um, And what they believe, they believe in seven mountains theology. Now, um, the Bible talks about seven mountains, and it, and it says that the seven mountains in Scripture there are evil mountains. That the 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 um, the beast kingdom sits on those seven hills. It's the foundation of the beast kingdom, and that the whore of Babylon lives there. And um, so when when the NAR says that they're they believe in seven mountains theology, boy, that makes my eyebrow brow raise up real quick, and. What they mean is they want to. They want to. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to chuckle, but it's, it's such a stupid idea that I can't even not chuckle when I'm talking about it. Because it's because these are Christians that claim to know the Bible, but absolutely do not know it. But um, so they claim that the seven pillars of uh, the seven mountains of society are things like education, the finance, uh, the media, and things like that. And that their plan is to infiltrate and take over those seven pillars or mountains of society and change them so that they're perfect, that they're righteous. And they're going to rebuild the world by doing that. And I kid you not, this is a quote, that they can present Jesus with a perfect world when he returns. You show me what Bible that's in. It's not in the Christian Bible or the Jewish Bible. You know, it's things are only going to get worse according to what Yeshua said. So if they're if they're basing their thoughts on a belief that seven mountains is what they're they're going to try to conquer, it's funny that the beast sits on seven mountains, and it makes you wonder if the NAR is going to be part of this, since they're going to try to present Yeshua with a perfect world, and maybe they're going to take the world over, but they're going to present it to the Antichrist, not to Yeshua Hamashiach, not to the Son of God or God alone. So, anyway, it's there's a bunch of mixed up people out there, folks, and they want to change your mind. They want to um, indoctrinate you in ways that are not biblical and are not even societally, um, that's a word, uh, proper. So, you can choose to listen to them. Yes, you can. Or you can choose to refute them. And warn other people. That's what we're here for, to warn people about evil and to help them understand that they can escape evil through a relationship with Yeshua HaMashiach. So many, I remember when I was a a young man and I was growing, I got to, let me see, I got to shut this off and we can, 
Okay. I remember when I was a young Christian, I, I got saved when I was 20 and, um, and, uh, I, you know, when you're, when you're first saved, you're kind of, I was spiritually stupid. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I was getting educated every day. And then after a while I became more astute and everything else. And, um, and that was a good thing. But, um, you know, when you, when you first come to Yeshua, you, it's a whole new world, a, a brand new world for you. And you, you know, you're experiencing different things, uh, your eyes are open and you're seeing things. Your ears are open and you're hearing things. He gives you the gift of discernment so you can tell right from wrong and when people are lying or when they're telling the truth. And and it's a wonderful and a beautiful thing, okay? And that's what I would hope for, uh, especially those of you who don't know Yeshua, that you would come to know him. And when I was when I was an unbeliever, well, I used to mock Christians. I used to note, note how they were hip, hypocritical, not realizing that I was. <laughs> um, and and just downplaying the whole Christian religion stuff thing. Because I thought that in order to be saved, in order to know Yeshua, that I had to follow the set of rules. Um, almost like Catholics have to follow, you know. You, you know, you get born and then you get baptized against your will. And then you... Um, if you die before you reach a certain age, you're going to go to pur- no, purgatory, limbo. I think that's what it is. And um, <clears throat> and then you have to say three Hail Marys and four Our Fathers every time you sin. or Then you have to go confess to a man who's probably dirtier than you are. And, you know, and, and that was not appealing to me, not at all, until I sat down with some friends and they explained things to me. And I realized that what I was rejecting was freedom like I'd never experienced before. You know, yes, I live in this reality, in this world, but I, I'm a king. I'm a, I'm a, what do you call it? Well, all of us that are believers are ambassadors to this world, but we're, we, um, our real residence, our real um, allegiance is to the kingdom of God. And the problem that a lot of Christians have is they, they want to rule in this world and they don't want to rule or be subject to um, the kingdom of God. So they they take up this world and everything else, and they have their reward, like Yeshua said. Um, not meaning they're not going to heaven, but who knows what they're going to get when they get there, if they get anything at all. Um, and that's why not why we're supposed to be believers in Yeshua, not that we're going to get something, for goodness sakes, but that we're doing the will of our Father in heaven through Yeshua, um, who's the Son of God and God, um, so I know what it's like to be an unbeliever. I never grew up in a church where, you know, my father was a pastor. <clears throat> my mother played the piano every Sunday. And, you know, I went to Sunday school ad nauseum every week, uh, every year, every month. Um, no, I, I was out in the streets doing what I wanted to do. And so when I got saved, I knew what I got saved from. Okay. And um, so anyway, um and I realized that this world before I got saved wasn't easy to live in. And after I got saved, I really realized it's not easy to live in. And, but you're always holding on to his hand when you know him because you have a relationship with him. It's not religion. Get off of that thing, thinking that uh, uh, knowing Yeshua and being saved is 
a thing of works and a thing of uh, being scared that you're doing the right thing all the time. It's not. Once saved, always saved. Once forgiven, always forgiven. Okay? And then you lose the want to do evil. Okay? <clears throat> Unlike when you were, weren't saved and evil was fun. Sin is fun. But it's it's not expedient. Okay? So, you know, just get over that thing that says that people have indoctrinated you with, maybe you've indoctrinated yourself, saying that, oh, yeah, you know, it's... Uh, I don't want to be part of a religion. Well, it's not a religion. Things like uh, mainline churches, the Catholic Church, the all the Orthodox churches, that's religion, okay? You answer to priests, you answer to pastors and <clears throat> uh, bishops and archbishops and cardinals and popes and everything else. And But a relationship with Yeshua, it's one-on-one. It's -on -one. You answer to him, he, and he... Um, <clears throat> he talks with you, he guides you, and he helps you through life. And boy, I'll tell you, me, this guy right here, I need a lot of help in life. 60, I'll be 64 in January, and I still need a lot of help in life. And every Christian that I know of uh, who's honest will admit that. No, we don't have all the answers. We have a lot of them. We don't have all of them. And like the bumper sticker says, uh, not perfect, but forgiven. Uh, frankly, I wouldn't stick one of those on my car because it sounds pompous. But, um, <clears throat> yes, forgiven now, uh, forgiven of the past, forgiven of right now, and forgiven for the future. So what better life is there to live? And all you got to do is recognize that he died for you and that he rose again on the third day. My goodness. <clears throat> Beats the heck out of... Um, taxes and, and everything else that we have to answer to in this world. So still got to do them, but we have a purpose. We have a, the, uh, the end justifies the means with us. Um, so anyway, I, I'm, I'm really starting to ramble now. Well, folks, uh, take everything that you learned tonight and mull it over. Uh, ask God to show you the truth. Research it yourself. Okay, ask Yahweh, just say, you know, that stuff that he talked about tonight, was that the truth? And if it wasn't, let me know, okay? Um, and then we'll talk about it. And, you know, I've never, I mean, I've been wrong before. I've never been right about everything. But uh, hopefully I was speaking in, in his power tonight, not my own. But um, so anyway, folks, God bless you. Uh, thank you for being here today. Tonight, yesterday, whenever. And um, we'll be back on Wednesday night with Ralph Epperson. Sometimes we go to Fridays with him, folks, so understand that, okay? Sometimes by the time Wednesday comes along, it's just we're exhausted. So um, if it's not Wednesday, it'll be Friday. And then Thursday's with Brian. So, all right, folks. Well, hey, God bless again. Um, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out, your coming in, your rising up, and your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding. And may you walk in his will, accomplish his will, and love his will. In Yeshua's holy and precious name, we ask this of the Father. Amen and amen. Good night, folks. Have a good weekend or a good week.